Thanks, Key. Key's actually going to be in studio with us in the 6 o'clock hour. It's the Sedano Show. George Sedano here. Guest co-host today is Mike Trudell, hanging out with us. Uh, ben Lyon's going to stop by in the 5 o'clock hour. And as I mentioned, Key in the 6 o'clock hour. And our guest uh, is Sean McVay now. Rams head coach joins us here on ESPN LA. Uh, Sean, now I want to start here because I know that game week... Coaches are in a cave. You're going from practice to the office. Maybe you're getting four hours of sleep. I know how you guys work, okay? So I'm going to ask you a non-football question right out of the gate, and I'm curious to see if you even know that this has happened, okay? You ready? Yep. All right. Did you know? Do you know what happened to Burt Reynolds today? I have no idea. There you go. See, I told you he would have no idea. Now, uh, you know, may, he passed away. May he rest in peace at 82 years old. Uh, but George, that's fun. Golly, I can't believe you did that. Now I feel terrible. No. Coach, yes. No. Coach, I was no, trying to tell no. Sonato, you shouldn't feel, You shouldn't feel terrible, Sean, because you're doing your damn job. That's why. See if I come back on the Sedano show. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, what's he going to say now? Now he's going to feel guilty. Uh, you've got to say uh, something nice about Burt Reynolds. It just happened, McVeigh. Relax. You were on the practice field. All right. Field. All right. Well, I wish you, had, you know, and I, I, his family are in my thoughts and prayers. That's awful news. Yeah, no, yeah. of course. We That's all true. miss him. What was your favorite? Do you have a favorite Burt Reynolds movie? You know, it's uh, it's tough to say. I think The Longest Yard is always a good one, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's arguably one of the best football movies. I don't know how much I love the remake with Adam Sandler, but that is an excellent pick by you, Sean McVay. All right, now let's talk some football. Um, we'll have some more nonsense questions for you later. Yeah, but, that's what I'm here for. Uh, but some football. How close were you to acquiring Khalil Mack? Uh, I, I would say probably not very close. I, I think it was something that, you know, you kind of just see, you know, what the, what the interest level is. And it was, you know, it never really got very far at all, but it was something that we just kind of, you know, threw out some feelers, but it, it wasn't something that ever got to be close. Hey coach, the players that we didn't get to see a lot or, or at all in the preseason, what have you seen in practice in training camp that's different or that's better from last season? Uh, it, you started so hot last year and kind of carried that through through the year. I, I just wonder, you know, what has gotten better about the girlies and about the goffs and, and, and players like that? Well, I think we hope that, you know, a year more comfortable in the systems. I think guys just being conscientious and uh, having an understanding of what we're trying to get done, but then also just naturally improving themselves from an ability standpoint, from taking care of their bodies. But I don't think you can truly, you know, say until you get out and play these games when we really get a chance to get evaluated with all of us. But uh, we feel really good about the way these guys have worked, the way they've approached it one day at a time, giving themselves a chance to improve and continue to develop a standard of expectations with, with how they go about their day. And uh, those guys have done an excellent job just leading. And I think everybody's kind of falling in alignment. And we're hoping that our preparation and our approach will show up in a positive way on Monday night. Sean, I started the show today talking about, and, and I know this is heaping a lot of praise on you, um, but I said that I think you're going to be the next great coach in the NFL. You Clearly you did a great job uh, last year. Um, but I, I think you think unconventionally. You think outside the box, right? Every time someone has said, oh, you know, like when you were hired, right? You, you heard it a million times. Oh, he's, thir he's not even 31 years old. How is he going to be able to be a head coach? You went in there. You garnered the respect of your locker room very quickly. I remember talking to Ryan Clark, uh, who played in Washington when you were there, and I asked him about you, and he's like, oh, he's the Doogie Hauser of coaches. Like, he's a child genius. Like, he knows, eats, breeds, and sleeps football. So he's going to be great. Uh, I saw that a key 
Tlaib, you know, he compared the way players relate to you to the way they relate to Belichick. All these things that people questioned about you, you've been able to overcome in a very quick amount of time. Um, the one thing this year uh, that I thought was great was the fact that you sat a lot of guys during the preseason. Now, a lot of people were not happy about that. What went into that thought process? Yeah, well, you know, I appreciate the nice words. It, you know, it's really every decision that we make, George, you know, it, it might not be for everybody, but what we try to do when we make decisions as an organization are what we feel like is in the best interest of our team. And, you know, there was a lot of layers to it. I think when you specifically talk about from an offensive standpoint, uh, we tried to create some situations, whether it be scrimmages with our own team or in some ball, when we practice against Baltimore to try to as closely as you can mimic and emulate some of those game-like situations, even though you know you can't truly do that without tackling but when we balanced the risk reward considered some of the continuity we had we felt like that was going to be the the right approach for those guys and uh you know defensively we got we got a chance to get a few snaps just because we have some new pieces but one of the things we talked about as a coaching staff when we sat there in our first staff meeting you know for training camp was one of the goals that we had was do whatever we could to get the work in, but also get our players healthy and ready to go for game one. And, and that was a part of that approach. Uh, it might not be for everybody. You know, you certainly can't play, play afraid to get guys hurt in a physical game, but there is an element of, you know, getting to the regular season where they really count. And, and, and that was just what we felt like was best for our team. And, uh, you know, hopefully it, it serves us well in the long run. But, you know, it, that was that was just kind of we made that decision based on a lot of things and a lot of people that, that were involved to help make that decision. No, and I think it was really smart because your point is that you got to play when they count. And there's 16 of those. And football can be a battle of attrition, right? Like that that's a big part of it. Like a lot of teams are talented, but you lose the wrong guy. And then here you are. You're already behind the eight ball starting the season. Let me ask you this. If you could be commissioner for a day, would you shorten the preseason, the amount of games, that is? Well, you know, I, I think the thing about that is, is that there's a lot of different – there's a lot of layers to that to that question just based on what the preseason entails. And, uh, you know, I got a lot of respect and appreciation for the way this league operates and why we do the things that we do. And there's always a reason behind it. You know, I, I, I think that's too hard of a decision, and I don't think I know enough about everything that that specific role entails. But I know for our team that – this was the approach that we felt like was best, but it might not be for everybody. And, and uh, it was just what we, you know, did for the Rams. All right, uh, Coach Sean McVay, looking into this first game, I- I'm just wondering. Khalil Mack goes to the Bears. You have to respect every player. You, I, you have to. I'm sure you you could uh, name the entire roster of what every player does. But can you can you play a little bit differently without Mac on the edge? There are, are there things that you can do offensively that you can manipulate, or that that whoever is behind him is not going to be able to do this to that same level. I think you mentioned it. You know, Khalil's a great player, but 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 you said it. You know, they've got a lot of young players that. Uh, Bruce Irving's a, a very, you know, established rusher and player in this league. They got some young guys and in Arden Key. They drafted some interior linemen that Hurst had shown up. So, so it's going to be a great challenge for us. Um, you know, Khalil's a great player. He's a former defensive player of the year, but I think that, you know, the variety of different, you know, potential combinations they can present, we've got to be ready for. There's always that element of you're not really sure what to fully expect when it's the first year with the staff and, how they deploy everybody, but it's going to be a great challenge for us without a doubt. And, you know, when you see the way that those guys that they are counting on have played in the limited snaps they had in the preseason, they look like a sound unit that's well coached. They fly around and and they've got talent. 
Sean McVay, Rams head coach with us here on the Sedano Show on ESPN LA. Uh, maybe his last appearance, he got mad at me, though I have. I, I, are you, am, am, am I in better wonder. shape now, Sean, because I talked about how great you're going to be? Am I in better shape right now? Am I working my way back? You're in good shape. You're All right, shape. awesome, Sean. That's why we like you. All right, uh, John Gruden, you're facing him. Um, can you tell us a little bit? I mean, clearly everyone knows the relationship to an extent about you being on the on the Tampa staff, and clearly you worked with Jay. But can you tell us what your relationship has been like with both the Gruden men? Yeah, I mean, really, those guys. I I feel like you, you know you owe so much to them because of the opportunities that were presented to me as a coach and the exposure I got just being able to learn the game under them see how you lead, see how you teach and motivate and, and approach the game in a consistent manner. And both those guys have, have meant so much to me. I'm still really close with that family and really are the McVeigh family and the Gruden family connections go way back. And I know that I would have never had any of the opportunities that I've had in this league if it weren't for what those guys have done for me. And, you know, you, you just really feel fortunate for, you know, for what they've meant and what I've learned from them, you know, kind of under their guidance and leadership. So, Coach, Sedano mentioned to me that you beat out Calvin Johnson for Player of the Year in Georgia. I know you played at Miami of Ohio. There's the, the reputation, well-earned, that you uh, you could take us through most NFL football seasons going back to however early you want to go. But I, I just want to try this. You're a couple years younger than me in the 90s. I want to know how many of these shows you watch and if you could rank them. Say by the Bell, Beverly Hills 9-2-0, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and Melrose Place. Did you watch any of those or all four? And if so, please rank them, Coach. Yeah, I, I watched uh, Fresh Prince and, and, and Saved by the Bell. I'd say that's a 1A, 1B. I didn't see the other ones. No 902 and 0 for you, Coach. I, I mean, I knew about it, but, but I was <laughs> in PBS, Saved by the Bell, uh, Fresh Prince Watcher. Okay, I mean, there you go, man. McVay, what, see, McVay, you're, you're, right, you're more than just a football guy is what we want to show people because we know you're a football genius. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, that's you know, we, saw, we saw the real sports where Brian Gumbel was trying to stump you. Uh, you know, so we figure we're trying to make sure people know that Sean McVay is as well-rounded a man as there is. Well, well let's see. Hold on, let's see. Uh, I wouldn't Look. say well-rounded. I'm definitely not that, but I did watch Saved <laughs> by the Bell and Fresh Prince. Well, let's see. Okay, let's see. So how about Weezer, Green Day, Nirvana, Offspring? Did you listen to any of those groups? Or Biggie, Tupac, Tribe Called Quest, NWA? What What was Sean McVay listening to in 1995? Oh, yeah. I was a big Biggie and Tupac guy growing up. I, you know, my mom is, was was always into R&B, so I remember listening to Bobby Brown and, Mar- and Luther Vandross and stuff like that growing up. So I've been a consistent... Uh, R&B and, and rap guys since I grew up because, uh, you know, that's kind of what my mom liked growing up. What plays in the locker room, and do you have any control? Because I'll just say this. So I, <laughs> I also work, I work for the Lakers, uh, Coach, in my day job, aside from this, and Luke Walton takes control of the music on Wednesdays. Oh. Okay, and he plays, you know, Grateful Dead, uh, all these oh, kind of well, things, whatever it, it, he wants. In, in mo- and look, I, I, I used to be pretty good buddies with Jay Feely, Sean, and he used to say that, that in the locker room they used to have Quote unquote, this is his words, white guy Wednesdays. So they would allow the, yeah, same thing. the, yes, the other, yes. that's what Luke Walton does. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so do you ever have control of the music in the locker room? No, I let the, the that's, that's the players, uh, that's the player sanctuary. We let them control it. They've always got some good stuff going on. You know, they got future YG, Drake. Uh, they got, they got all types of good stuff going on. So. I, you know, I, I kind of let them do their thing. Do you listen to what's in your ear though? Like, if do you have? Is it music? Do you listen to any podcasts? Uh, if you do have a couple moments of free time uh, to relax, to what what is going on in your ear? 
Oh yeah, I mean, I like I like listening to that kind of music that I just mentioned. But you know, I like to listen to books on tape or. If I'm having a little stressful day, you know, I might have to slip on uh, Joel Osteen or something like that to try to soothe me out. So it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. I, I, w- I read the SI article about you, um, and, you know, there was so much great stuff in there. The stuff I mentioned about Tlaib, uh, you know, Aubrey Pleasant talked about how you relate to players. But one thing you said you need to work on, which is interesting with the conversation we just had here over the last few minutes, is Quality time. Where is Sean McVay on quality time? Like in the off season, what percentage of your life was quality time, and what percentage will there be during the regular season? Oh yeah, I, I, there's the one thing of being aware. There's another thing of doing it. So uh, I, I think I'm aware that I have no balance. Being able to to do it is a totally different thing. I am a total vegetable when it comes to spending time outside of. You know, uh, of football this time of year, I think I need to continue to do a better job and really more just than anything, get rest. But during the off season, you know, in, in all seriousness, it sounds cliche, but, but I do something that, that I feel so lucky to do and I love it. And it's something I'm passionate about. I like to travel, but I also like to learn and, and read stuff that's relevant to what can help you try to be better at your job. And, and that's where, you know, you don't really feel like you work as, you know, the, the old cliche goes, but, uh, this is a job that, that I love. I think it takes a lot of hard work to try to continue to learn. And, and fortunately, you feel like you're surrounded by a lot of people that are a lot better than you, so you can learn from those guys and, and just continue to try to do the best you can in your role. All right, Sean, on your way out, there's four nights before uh, that you, you have to play the Oakland Raiders. How many total combined hours of sleep will Sean McVay get before that Raiders game? Yeah, I, I try, you know, the main thing is three nights out, I try to at least get over six. You know, I'll try to get for, you know, between six and eight, any of those last three nights, just so that you feel as sharp as you can on Monday night. But uh, whether I'm able to do that or not, we'll see. I might be waking up sweating every hour. <laughs> McVeigh, you're the best. Thank you for always being such a great sport. I appreciate it, man. Thanks again and good luck on Monday. Okay, thanks, guys. All right, take care, All right, Coach. Sean McVeigh, the head coach of your Los Angeles Rams.